Bike Radio San Francisco and Rickshaw Stop present a night of celebration of Mexican culture with legendary Norteño Electronica legends Nortec Bostichi Fusible featuring Ritmos Tropicosmos, Filthy Drones, and Sonido by Disco Mobile Salazar with food from Mi Morena on Thursday, May 4th. $25 pre-sale, $30 at the door. Come celebrate Cinco de Mayo with Psych Radio SF and Norte Bustichi Fusible plus friends at Rickshaw Stop on May 4th. Alright. Alright, alright, everybody. We are in the house. It is the one and only Low Bar Radio on Psyched Radio San Francisco. I am your host, DJ Naughty by Nature, and once again, this is Low Bar Radio. It is a gloomy and rainy uh, Wednesday afternoon, and we are, you know, we're dealing with it. I thought we had enough rain, like, what is it, like a couple, like a month ago, and it rained for literally like three months, but here we are back in the thick of it, but it's all good, because if you're from the Bay, if you live out here, I feel like we can handle it. So, I mean, that's kind of where we're at. I think you <laughs> jinxed it. I think... <laughs> I think you did. I feel like I did. There had like you're, you're celebrating, I, you're reveling in I the know. heat, and uh, literally because what last week? Um, oh, sorry. Let's uh, introduce um, co-host today. We yeah, have Manny Zerpa. Yes, sir. Happy Zerpa. <laughs> How you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Right on, right on. Um, so Manny was just saying that I jinxed this weather going on right now, and honestly. I probably did because last week it was what? It was sunny last week, right? It was sunny and like 70, 80 degrees. Yeah, it was, like, oh, it was hot. like warm. Yeah, it yeah. was super hot. Yeah. By the end of the week, I was I was down to like one layer, man. <laughs> just like, yeah, just in the boxes, chilling in the house. <laughs> Dude, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Mother Nature right now, but it is, it's raining, but it's also like weirdly humid. So this is nasty. This is nasty. It's yeah. not my favorite weather. See, the thing is, like, when it's cold, I like cold when it's when it's gloomy i like cold gloomy weather rainy i don't like this like humidity bullshit you like, can't layer up it's like, like yeah. i tried to and just sweat city out here uh-huh. it's, it's bad <laughs> yeah it's bad. literally exactly so manny lives in oakland so how how's it been over there like how has it was it like gloomier today it was, and he also works in oakland before so. i left to come here it was so rainy. Yeah. And I was almost going to cancel. I was like, oh, yes. this looks <laughs> like an indoor situation. In the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel you, dude. Stay but, home, play some PS5. You know? Uh-huh. Yeah. There you go. Flex on them. Let them yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> I got a PS5. I mean, yeah. I feel like they're not hard to get anymore. I feel like. I think we, yeah, we had this conversation. And the thing is, like, during COVID, it kind of, like, like, you were saying you pay, like, the scalping price, like, the scalper price for it. And, like, yeah, I. It's not I, to air my dirty laundry <laughs> on there but yeah I, I, yeah I unfortunately paid scalping p- prices for a ps5 because i have no self-control no see the thing is is you have to especially during covid when it was like we were in dire straits i was so bored yeah no dude i, none, I, I was no, on I unemployment it's like understand. it just it made sense at the time yeah and the thing is is like if i and we were getting were you getting the checks were you getting those, those i was getting the good Cali checks, checks? Man. Yeah. Well, so I was getting New York and un- unemployment. Oh, so we whoa. moved over, and so yeah, it was good. I was getting paid th- at the peak of it because I think they reduced it. But at the peak of it, I was making more money off unemployment than I was In working full time. Job, yeah, yeah, it was fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like what is this? No, literally, it's it's super fucked up. And the thing is, is like I completely understand with people when they were like, COVID was the best time of my life. Yeah. 
Yeah, I totally get it. You were getting paid to stay home, chill, watch movies, you know, smoke, hang out, like do whatever and just not have to worry about responsibility. It was a very, like, don't get me wrong. I know like a lot of people died and like it ruined the economy, but oops. Yeah. Oopsie. (laughs) So it was like the worst time ever for a ton of people. It's for Mm -hmm. like service workers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. My girlfriend was working at um, Trader Joe's at the time. And I'm Fuck. like, you, you're you the real, like, salute to you. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're the, the real soldier. Right yeah. Yeah. They, like, they had to keep working the whole time mm-hmm. through. Like, no one got to revel in the unemployment uh-huh. that we did. Especially like, especially Trader Joe's workers. They were getting, like, not even Trader Joe's workers, but, like, grocery store workers. Because that was the most essential people that we yeah. needed. Yeah. Grocery people were in the trenches. Like, yeah. Just dealing with the karens you know mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent. getting coughed in their faces like we, no one <laughs> yeah. knew anything people not wanting to wear masks yeah like it was it was a whole situation so getting, um, getting all the stuff changed like barriers uh-huh yeah you know contactless stuff like mm-hmm. people wearing gloves it was just like it was messed wild up wild west out there yeah don't get me wrong it was messed up even but though we yeah, did I, get I had the, a pretty good time yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> played yeah. a lot of ps5 yeah i listened to a lot of music i played a lot of video games i watched Sopranos, the entire Ooh. COVID watched. I finished it. I'm not gonna lie, it was fun, but also like you know, RIP to everyone and the economy and everything that happened. But you can take my phone bro card away, but I've yeah. never watched this. Well, I, <laughs> so I have watched The Sopranos, but not past like the third episode. Oh no, yeah. many. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what? I'm not gonna. Shameful. I'm not gonna judge you on this just because. Okay, so Sopranos is like one of those shows where like it's like it's so grueling because it's so slow in the beginning, Mm -hmm. which is like with every show, you know, don't get me wrong. Every show is kind of like boring in the beginning, unless unless it's like fiery right out the right out the gates, which like I can't even like off the top of my head think of a show like that. But Sopranos, what I appreciate about is that it was literally it started. Okay, think about like this. Every show prior to the Sopranos were all sitcoms like Friends, Cheers, Fresh Prince all these shows were yeah, all like sitcoms so they started prestige TV prestige golden era TV where there yeah. was like a plot and there was climax and there was like cliffhangers and like it like kept the, the story going and it lit like I can't think of a show prior to that where it was like oh like every episode was like it was like a continue continuating continue continuing like um just like plot you yeah, know? it was a serious TV show mm-hmm. about heavy themes, good acting. Yeah, you know, it like wasn't. It like took itself seriously. Yeah, absolutely. You can definitely tell that just watching the first few, mm-hmm. and it's like no, I have nothing against it. I just fell off because no. I have the attention span of a <laughs> squirrel. But yeah, I definitely I got you, dude. Because like I, it took me a while to get into it, and that's what I'm saying. Like it took me the entire COVID to finish the Sopranos, you know but after i finished it i was like oh this is this is the greatest shit i've ever watched in my entire life this was like so good i was so invested in all the characters and like i just like i was like oh this is what everyone was talking about back in like the early 2000s like late 90s i was like oh this is this this is the shit so um we are watching i am what me and my girlfriend are watching uh sopranos once again but this is her first time watching it so it's kind of exciting for me to know what's going to happen and then watching her reactions and enjoying the show that's kind of how i felt watching last of us oh okay was gonna happen and joy was just like losing her mind i'm like (laughs) you're like oh dude i played the video you're in for a bad one this one is a bad episode dude especially that is like one of the best ps the best playstation games ever invented 
and yeah. like for them to like create a show off of it and the show be good mm-hmm. is it's the like, best adaptation easily wow that's yeah. a, nice that's a bold statement i like that yeah there's that one uh league of legends show really for those uh people with mental illness that play league of legends. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good show honestly you don't have to know anything about legal it's still animated by a french studio whoa uh, which one what show is it's it called, called Arc- Le- arcane on netflix arcane okay it's good Ooh, i'm done checking it you said it's animated yeah okay i'm super down i've been trying to get back into like animated shows i started watching um love death and robots is sick if you've mm. ever seen that it's i like, know about it but i haven't watched it it's like uh it's like an anthology so like every mm-hmm. episode is like different but right. it has something to do with like love death and robots and robots like or yeah. like advanced technology or whatever you know um, and then I watched Invincible, the superhero. One oh, right, the one on Amazon. On Amazon, yeah, yeah that was super dope. Right. Um, so I feel like a lot of like animation is really coming, back, especially like adult animation. Yeah. Like last week we talked about um, what was it? Uh, the card Adult Swim. Right. And like how that kind of like revolutionized like um, adult animation stuff like that. But like I feel like we're in that like that um, next era of it, you know. With all these shows, like what was the show you were saying, the League of Legends one? Uh, Arcane. Arcane. Yeah, yeah. So stuff it, is good. You got it. Good. Give it a try. Okay, I'm definitely yeah. down. I, I trust. I trust. It's serious. It's a serious show for okay. serious people. Yeah. League <laughs> of Legends. I'm very serious. Awful game for awful people. <laughs> Can't get enough of it, but the show is for everyone. Okay, I'll definitely check it out. I'm super down. I've been trying to get back more into like animated um, shows, so I feel like I need I need that. But also, I don't know anything about League of Legends that much, so I'm like, you don't have to. I'll make you don't it. Have to. Yeah. I'll make your list. It's all good. Okay, word, word. Appreciate it. Nice. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, we've been... uh, Wait, okay. How's your week? How's the... How's the... How's your weekend? Well, there's supposedly... Well, not supposedly. It's uh, confirmed there's a teacher strike tomorrow. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, OUSD is a... Show up for the teachers, man. Oh, wow. So, for anybody that doesn't know, Manny out there is an educator. Raising the education... Well, you know, give, give yourself some cookies. You know, you work in you work in the education system. I show up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I get paid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there is, I guess, a teacher strike tomorrow. Is it just like a nationwide? Is it? I think county. I think it's for OUSD, like Oakland Unified. Oh, okay. School wow. District. Yeah. Well, yeah. Shout out to them. Hopefully, they get what they're um, demanding. Um, yeah, I hope so too. I'm sc- I'm gonna be a bad person in scab. So, <laughs> so I do support the cause, but my coffers are empty. I need the money, so yeah. I already talked to teacher. That guy, we don't. You're like, I'll be supporting from inside the classroom. Yeah, yeah. like I don't really, <laughs> I technically don't like I don't have a contract at that school. Uh-huh. So I talked to some peeps. They're like, nah, like, you know, we get it. Like, you gotta make money. Like, they're losing money too. Oh wow! Know. So like, the union's supposed to pay them out, but it's like a laughable amount compared to like what they'd be making. So oh my gosh! Oh wow! Yeah, and we don't really know how long it'll go. So oh wow! Oh, Tomorrow's no. gonna suck. Yeah, it'll that, be me and like 300 kids, like a oh no. handful of teachers, because there's not going to be anyone at the school. So. They're like, Manny, come to the auditorium. We need you. To it'll to it'll t- literally be, we're probably just going to sit in the cafeteria all oh day. Oh my gosh. Hopefully, we get the board games out. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that was my favorite days back in elementary school. Yeah, I mean, like for the school, kids, it would be like, chill, but I still remember like. Losing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let, let's hope that Manny makes it out alive tomorrow. Like, pray for, for me, everyone. Yeah, you'll be in our thoughts and prayers. But like, I think it's going to be a good thing, uh, essentially, for like, I guess, the school system 
Hopefully they get what they you know yeah, they're demanding. They really deserve it. Yeah, actually, especially the Oakland uh, the Oakland uh, education system. It's, it's I feel like they're deprived of a lot of resources. Right. Um, yeah. So I just hope that it kind of works out for them in the sense yeah, me of like too. you know. Um, compared to like especially San Francisco it's like so like messed up to see like how well like these San, San Francisco schools are so like prestige mm-hmm. and like they all have uniforms because I live in the sunset and there's so that's like the more residential yeah. part of San Francisco where there's so many schools like so many yeah, schools cool I have like other block dude literally yeah yeah if I, I think about all the time oh yeah you know you know exactly like the neighborhood like I if I can like in my small neighborhood I have like three high schools three middle schools i can't even count how many elementary schools and yeah. i'm just literally in a small district meanwhile oakland's like closing schools left and right yeah. like it's it's gotten a bit better like i think they've opened a few of them back on like up uh-huh but yeah it's like you can tell the district's super underfunded we took a field trip out to the exploratorium about two weeks oh, ago Oh wow nice and uh, there was a bunch of you know student groups out there and you could tell who the sf schools were mm-hmm and like you could also tell they were kind of looking at us like oh look at like, these guys like, uh-huh yeah yeah, yeah that's so fucked up because mm. like the kids don't know but i know yeah <laughs> like, I, I can see i'm an yeah. adult you're like i can read <laughs> I can it tell. i know what the fuck they're <laughs> yeah. thinking yeah no literally yeah, it's messed es- up. especially like the san francisco kids like i can see them they're all wearing like fucking uniforms and like all this shit i'm like where i was like where's this money coming from i was like mm-hmm. we well, don't need to wear no damn uniforms i was like give this money to like the more underprivileged like schools that need like newer books um yeah. like higher wages for their educators and like things like that so just resources just resources in general school. yeah like, just resources like teachers should be getting paid more but it's like they literally have cereal for breakfast yeah every single day mm-hmm. it's like every now and then they'll get something else but it's it's the same cereal Oh, every wow. single day the kids complain about it, they hate it but it's like that's all they got that's so crazy i saw this um tiktok i think it was on tiktok or it was like on twitter or something and they were talking about how um a lot of like black and brown kids back in the day weren't getting fed breakfast in the morning so they were getting like really sleepy low test scores low like just uh just like low academic performance and when uh, the like Black Panther started feeding kids like the free lunches mm-hmm. and realized like, oh, this is like what they need, test scores started to skyrocket. And like the government and just like everyone started to get scared. And that's when they started shutting down like the Black Panther party and stuff. And they realized that like, oh, like these kids just need food in the morning just to like give them the energy to like have like get to think, the day. Yeah, to do to go out their day. And they realized like, oh, food is such like a essential resource turns to, out people need to eat yeah it turns out Imagine yeah exactly that. turns out people need to actually eat which is so just insane that like as a as a just like community that we can't like fund that yeah you know what i mean so yeah so shout Oakland, out get your shit together Oakland, get your yeah <laughs> Man, they just started patching potholes oh and my even god then it's just like kind of like the lazy like just throw some gravel some oh, tar yeah, on just top put of it. a little filler just like yeah if you've ever driven down grand yeah you know, near downtown oakland you know it's a it's a war zone out there it's like oh my god do you, you want to have a working suspension you just gotta it's like a video <laughs> game you're just like kind of avoiding grand, potholes grand especially my sister used to live off of brand and like that was like literally the worst street to be driving down i mean like not like it's a beautiful neighborhood but like the potholes were just so horrible over there you know but yeah, so hopefully Oakland gets their shit together. I know they're losing the A's. They already lost the Raiders. 
they're losing the A's now, so hopefully they can figure out something to like bring in some money and tourism and I don't know. I, I think don't their know. answer is gentrification. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully not, but not just that. Yeah, but yeah. So um, I guess that yeah, that's the news for this week. Um, let's have with, like we'll, we're gonna play some songs and then we we'll take a little break and then we'll get back into our music uh, our music discussions. Is there anything that you have off the top of your head that you've been wanting to listen to on the show or any, you can even like, we can take a little break. We can get back into it. Yeah. I got to think about it. Okay. I got you. I got you. All right. So up next we have the one and only Cortex, the French jazz, one of the best jazz bands in my opinion. They're a French jazz band from like the seventies. Um, and yeah, so this is them. This is Cortex with Poxa. Radio San Francisco, a nonprofit community radio station broadcasting from Mission District in San Francisco. We are currently asking for your help. The past year, we have hustled to meet our day-to-day expenses, and we get it done, but living on the edge can be stressful. That's why we're asking for your help. If you have the means, please donate. We appreciate your help, and thank you for keeping truly independent radio alive.
All right, all right. That was the one and only Cortex. Um, either honestly, there's just so much to say, but I'm just gonna leave it at that. They're like one of my favorite jazz bands of all time. Just absolutely like, just incredible. The progressions, their sound, their it just doesn't sound like any like other. I don't know if you're like a, a jazz. No, it's the sound is super distinctive. Mm-hmm. But like compared to like a lot of other jazz, especially from like the '70s, I think in the '70s it was mostly like Miles came out with like Bitches Brew and stuff, so people were like very like into that like experimental avant-garde like mm-hmm. just wacky jazz. I think it's the wacky jazz that people don't like. Like when people talk about they don't like jazz, I think they're yeah. thinking about like that wacky like. Yeah, where it's just like kind of dissonant like uh-huh doesn't follow like a, a rigid structure it's just all over the I, place yeah not i do all. love that stuff though. i love it no don't get me wrong that is my favorite like i love that like like there's that joke like those cats are cooking like you know like yeah it's like they really were like it's like kind of weird and funky there's no cohesiveness or like structure but that's like the whole point of jazz you know like it was kind of like made like i took this jazz class when i went to school in santa barbara and they talked about like why jazz was so popular. It's because it was all about improvisation, and like black people were tired of getting told what to do by like white people during that time, like the 40s and the 50s and stuff like that. So they created this jazz music so they could just like do whatever they want, right? You know, and make these sounds and not have to be told what to do. And that's like how the like that's why like a lot of black people say like what's up man, like what's up man, because back then they were always getting called boy like in the in the industry and stuff like that like boy gave me this boy gave me that so like jazz musicians were like yo fuck that like let's start calling each other man so we can like structure that and like use it amongst each other so like that's why like a lot of jazz musicians would be like yo what's up my man and like stuff like they're very like cool cats right you know so like i'm like all of this like culture really did come out of jazz like all the cool people i feel like kind of came out of jazz we wouldn't have death grips we wouldn't have for jazz if it wasn't think about it yeah (laughs) if it wasn't for john coltrane there would be no death grips it's true (laughs) it's true Mm -hmm. yeah very much so so i appreciate i think i just needed to i think the older you get the more you understand like jazz music and just like more just experimental music i guess because you have more patience for it. That's absolutely true. Yeah, that's very true. Um, definitely more patience. Because I feel like, yeah, when I was younger, I was like, "What is this shit?" I was like, I could not listen to like. I was like, these guys don't even make any sense. And then now I'm like, but oh, giant yeah. steps on be like, Ugh. yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Ugh. what is it? When John Coltrane, I was like, what is this? And then now I'm just like, oh yeah. I was like, I put on any jazz like, record. Oh, cats are yeah, cooking. Yeah, these guys are cooking, brother. <laughs> You know, so like, yeah, I appreciate I appreciate jazz a lot more definitely now. Um, but yeah, what what have uh, what was like the music that like you do you know? Do you at least remember the music that you like really like stro- like was your foundation growing up? Were you into like hip hop? Were you into like punk? Were you into like some? So honestly, I didn't get into hip-hop until i moved to the states okay and that was also i think we talked last time about sort of like my kind of exposure to to culture Uh uh-huh in the united states was from a lot from tv but also i think from rap because it's like it is the culture like everything that we do everything that's cool every dance that kids on tiktok do like Uh is an offshoot of like black culture like rap and Mm -hmm. and hip-hop so 
but before that um my dad used to listen to a lot of queen oh wow that's amazing yeah and when he passed away he just like left me this like just stack you know all the all the greatest hits the cds the vinyls and so like as early as i could remember i was listening to queen like all every queen song out there so that's honestly amazing i feel like queen at least in my eyes i feel like they're not i wouldn't say underrated because they are one of the greatest bands of all time yeah no i I think underrated is because like bohemian rhapsody is such a it's an opera. It's a cultural moment. Yeah, it really like everyone, is. Everyone, you could just throw it on. Mm-hmm. I remember in high school, there's a, a day we convinced everyone to sing Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, wow. The whole thing. And we didn't even have to talk anyone to anyone. Like, we just started singing it, and like our whole class kind of joined because they were in on it. Mm-hmm. And then the table next to us joined, and all of a sudden, the whole cafeteria Whoa, was singing it. And we were no like, way. you know, 15, 16, it's like, mm-hmm. why are we singing? Human rap it's like we just know it yeah everyone it's just that cultural like unification that everyone knows one person says galileo another person says galileo it's done yeah. you know everyone knows bohemian rhapsody it's a very like it's a just it's such like a universal cultural like song that like i feel like that's why it's so good i feel like that's why queen is so amazing and they were just such like for arena rock yeah. they were incredible like right. live aid was mm-hmm. such an amazing concert and so important to like music so iconic so like, iconic this, yeah yeah i mean it's just like freddie and his, and his little like like tights sl- like sleeveless tea, yeah you know, he's yeah just, like, out there sweating yeah sweat on the piano with like his like half drunken beer on top of like the piano taking sips just jamming out yeah. he was definitely i think just he's such like an interesting mysterious character too because i feel like he wasn't that much in the limelight he was a very shy person you know um and uh i just think like you wouldn't be able to tell because he was such an energetic exactly like present Mm -hmm. performer he was out there just like giving his all you like his passion was so palpable and i think as a kid like that went through for me like Mm. like obviously i didn't know i didn't have the words to talk about why I like the music I like, uh-huh. but I think the passion was like it's so palpable that even a kid could understand. Like, wow, this guy's like singing his heart out. Like, Absolutely. he just like he really means this. Yeah, that's such a good point. He was um, where was he? he was like British, uh, British Indian, I think, or he was like from Tan- Tanzania or something. And he definitely like it was like I heard like it wasn't part of his culture to like become this like singer you know and like i feel like that's what i feel like those are like the best musicians too when you come out of like an ethnic group or like a culture where it's not appropriate right. for you it's like to those be traits are repressed exactly yeah. so you really want to like express them to their full capability mm-hmm. and i feel like that's why freddie was so yeah. magnificent you, you've lived a whole life of repressing it and uh-huh. like now you make it to the limelight like you can truly be yourself and you just kind of unleash that mm-hmm. on people and you end up being the biggest star because mm-hmm. like there's nothing else you know how to do but to become the largest person of your like personality yeah. because it was so like you said like repressed and like and they're, they're just so ubiquitous like just like every basketball game they have the we will rock you the don't, yeah. don't. <laughs> don't, yeah and it's like you know people stomping and clapping like even if you were born a couple years ago you probably know it mm-hmm. absolutely so it's just like it's everywhere yeah they also i didn't know this when i was really getting into queen when i was in high school they apparently like started like the first like thrash metal song 
which was, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of Stone Cold Crazy, mm-hmm. which is like a very, if you go back and listen to it, it is a very much like a thrash, a thrashy, grungier, like just like fast paced song. And I was just like, dude, this is so, this is so 